The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. It is uh, the third hour of today's Pure Opelka. And I will tell you, I am openly looking ahead to Friday. <laughs> I really, um, I'm excited because it looks like we're about to have our first decent, decent, warm and sunny weekend here in the Northeast. And I am headed to the Golfus to do a little work. But until then, we'll be on top of everything. Uh, the news nets are all focusing on this, this gunfire explosions, etc. at a resort in the Philippines, in the capital of the Philippines. And there's been a, a little bit of an outbreak of late of some uh, radical Islamic terror in the region. And it's not necessarily focused on um, non-believers. This was actually going after Muslims who weren't, I guess, Muslim enough. So the Philippines have had a problem, but this is at a resort, and there are reports of armed, masked men. Not just one, but armed, masked men. And this fits some of the uh, modus operandi of what we've seen in the outer regions of the Philippines lately. But we'll let you know what's happening. I'm sure this will be an ongoing story uh, into the the early morning hours there in the Philippines. We're covering a a lot of stuff today, Uh, some light stuff, some heavy stuff, some things that will, will help you be aware to put some conservative arrows in your quiver so when you face off against the progressives, you are, you are ready, you are prepared. Uh, usually on Fridays, speaking of Fridays, usually on Fridays, Bill O'Reilly would stop by Glenn Beck's show and spend the second hour of the show with Glenn. I have it on good authority. Uh, while Glenn is away, O'Reilly will also be away. Not that they're vacationing together, which I'm telling you, that would be a reality show or a buddy movie I would watch. Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly on the road, at the ranch, whatever. I would pay good money to see that. I would absolutely watch. (laughs) I know. What is wrong with me? Are you trying to lose your job? You know, Glenn occasionally tunes in and listens to the show. But that that Friday hour, the second hour of Glenn's show with Bill O'Reilly, uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I love to hear those two fight. 
because they don't agree on everything and they don't hold back when they don't agree. But uh, not until Glenn gets back. So tomorrow, Doc Thompson is guest hosting. And next Friday, I will be guest hosting. As a matter of fact, next Thursday and Friday, I will be guest hosting the Glenn Beck program. So O'Reilly's apparently afraid of me. Uh, we did a little history earlier when we, we played the very first moments on air of CNN, which happened on June 1st in 1980. Uh, June 1st is also the, the launch date of a little bitty tiny network known as FX. And it was on this date, June 1st, back in 1994 that the FX network launched out of New York City in a tiny 10,000-square-foot apartment. Yes, that was sarcastic. A 10,000-square-foot apartment that was built to hold a TV lighting grid. It had one, one bedroom, one bathroom, and one ballroom. The FX network, which you're, you're seeing now as a very... Pro- a very advanced network, a network that has a lot of original programming. At the time, it was nothing like it is today. But I'm happy to say that I was a part of that network when it launched. So was Tom Bergeron. So was Jeff Probst of Survivor. So was Phil Kogan of, uh, what is it, The Amazing Race. So was Suzanne Wong, who is seen on those real estate flipping shows all over the place. So is John Burke who has a show on PBS and also is a guy who hosted the movie channel. A lot of people came out of FX and we all stayed in touch. But uh, just a little bit of history. On this day, if you're keeping track, uh, today is National Say Something Nice Day. Got it? Say Something Nice Day. It's also National Go Barefoot Day. I'm not doing that. That's nasty. And it's also uh, take part in the National Olive Day and National Hazelnut Cake Day. And these are two I don't get. And I'm sure somebody's lobbying somewhere for this. National Heimlich Maneuver Day. Have you ever given or received the Heimlich? Have you ever given or received the Heimlich? I have not. I, I had to be trained in it when I was a lifeguard. Never done it. And it's National Pen Pal Day. I wonder if kids still have pen pals. I wonder if kids still handwrite letters and put them in the the mailbox and wait for a handwritten letter to return from your pen pal. We had pen pals in the third grade, but I think the the interest in that wore off pretty quick. But that's the today's this day in history stuff. Just a little bit of stuff going on. I have to, I have to do a little bit of, um, a little bit of business here as well. I would like to speak directly to the women on The View, at least uh, to everybody except Jedediah Bila. So if you're on The View, I would, I would like to speak to you, Whoopi, Joy, ironically named, uh, Sonny Hostin, and then there's another woman, a, a blonde woman who fawns over everyone, whose name escapes me right now. But yesterday, they had Chelsea Clinton on The View. 
Chelsea Clinton, who's not running for anything, right? But she's showing up everywhere. Chelsea Clinton uh, putting out books and what you do three years before a possible run for office, you put out a book to see if people like you. Al Franken's doing it right now. We'll get to him. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has a book out. Gee, Chelsea Clinton's got a book out. But they're not running for anything, are they? Well, yesterday, the ladies on The View could not control themselves. It was almost sickening. And I watched the clip this morning, and part of the clip that it's just amazing to see, Whoopi is smiling and nodding. Joy Behar is staring at Chelsea Clinton as she is speaking as if she were a chocolate truffle. And Joy Behar hasn't had anything to eat for a week. It was bizarro. But they're, they're all gathered around the big view table and talking to Chelsea. Sure, they're there to talk about her book, aren't they? Until this happened. So, well, you said you said you're not interested in running for political office, uh, but your political tweets do give people hope. Um, <laughs> is there anything that would change your mind? <laughs> so as this woman is saying, is there anything that would change your mind? She holds up a bumper sticker that says Clinton Clinton 2020, and it's projected on the entire back wall of the studio at The View Clinton, Clinton, 2020. I'm sorry, those of you who just threw up in your mouth a little bit. I'm sorry. But listen to the audience reaction. It's unbelievable. It is, it is the craziest thing in the world, as if America cannot exist if there isn't a Clinton somewhere in office. And you can just hear the people going, yeah, mother-daughter combination, mother-daughter ticket. And of course, Chelsea has to respond. And it's no, 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 George, not running for office, George, not running for anything. Oh, no. Oh, gosh, no. I, I think, you know, as I've said before. Um, you made that. <laughs> before. Um, I don't think being a citizen is something that just happens uh, on election day. Yeah. You know, I mm -hmm. think uh, registering to vote, uh, showing up to vote is hugely important. Yes, right. Um, I also think standing up for what we believe, mm -hmm. saying what we believe, saying what we're both for and against, standing in opposition to and an affirmation of, I think is hugely important. Yeah. Um, I am incredibly encouraged, Sarah, by the more than 13,000 young women who've reached out to Emily's List off the sidelines and others saying they now want to run for office. Yes. Yeah, for awesome. city council. Look, this is great. More engagement in the process is always going to give us a better result. Competition makes for a better everything. Competition, competition, competition. I support what she's saying. I'm not happy that people like Emily's List are organizing because that means the progressive candidates will be in greater numbers. And it just makes things difficult. Oh, let, me, let me let her continue. And so I hope that we will have more women throwing their hat in yes. the ring. And I look forward to supporting some of those women in the future. Yes. <laughs> so. And so it's Chelsea Clinton 
getting the call from The View. Chelsea Clinton apparently thinking that she is uh, she's going to be nominated for something. She's going to be the person who uh, runs for office. She's kind of keeping her powder dry, isn't she? She's not exactly saying no, and she's not exactly saying yes. It's kind of like Joe Biden yesterday, as Biden started a political action committee, and uh, everybody's saying, well, wait a minute, could Joe Biden run in 2020? He'd only be 77 around the time of the election. He'd only be 77. Hillary will be 73. Elizabeth Warren, will she be 70-something? The interesting thing about all of that is that the political pundits uh, are talking about how the Democrats are going to get a good candidate out there, because right now they have the person who's never done anything in her life, but just has the right name for a Democrat, Chelsea Clinton. You have Elizabeth Warren, who would kill a Clinton to become president. I'm kidding, of course. And then you still have lurking out there. The woman who believes everybody is against her and conspiring to keep her out of office. Uh, This is just a little bit of what Hillary said yesterday. Everything that anybody else said about it besides me to basically said this was the biggest nothing burger ever. I know you had Dean Bacay here from The New York Times uh, yesterday and they covered it like it was Pearl Harbor. Comey was more than happy to talk about my emails, but he wouldn't talk about investigation of the Russians. So you have these people that everything's a problem for Hillary. You have the daughter who the the entire female audience of The View would like to have her run for office. You have Al Franken, who's out there with his book. And then you have you have the pundits from the AP and from The Wall Street Journal who are appearing on MSNBC explaining what what the uh, Democrats need to run for office. And this happened actually uh, last night on MSNBC with uh, Brywy, is I think what the cool kids call Brian Williams these days. Uh, Brian, Wilson, uh, Brian Wilson. Brian Williams was talking to uh, Jonathan Lemire and uh, Eli Stokel from uh, the Wall Street Journal about what the Democrats need. And uh, Williams quoted a prominent Democrat, an unnamed prominent Democrat here. Talk to a prominent Democrat today who repeated something he said to me before. Uh, they better not run a nerd. They need to run a star. Um, it's an interesting uh, uh, proposition. Well, it seems like star power works uh, in American politics, but you know where are you going to find one? There's more than two dozen people whose names are on the list of potential 2020 nominees. They're all over the place. Al Franken saw him in the building tonight. Uh, you got Mitch Landry, the New Orleans mayor, making mm. a speech that's getting a lot of national attention. Sure is. The Democrats are desperate for someone who is not, you know, a, a relic from 2016. Someone who's sort of bogged down with regret, one kind or another, whether it's Biden or Hillary. They want somebody new. They want a star. But, you know, you don't just sort of shake your magic wand and and find a star. It's an organic process. We'll see what happens over the next several years. I think part of what, you know, I said that the White House likes Hillary being out there and in the news uh, and reminding people of 2016. I think what Democrats need to remember is, right, everybody's so eager to sort of run to the forefront and, and carry that flag for the Democratic Party. Right now, given all the unforced errors we're seeing out of this White House, Democrats may be wise to just kind of step back, 
get out of the way uh, and, and, and play a longer game. And yet they're not that wise. They aren't that wise. Uh, just a little look ahead as we're seeing what the Democratic Party is starting to do and what they're, what they're putting together for 2020. It's certainly an interesting bag and one worth watching as we will. Stepping aside for a break. When we get back, I have more news that made me feel better. Yeah, there's, there's another amazing kid out there, and there's good economic news to share next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I have to remind you something that really has made me look forward to this weekend, something that's basically changed my life. Relief factor. Relief factor. Two simple words, an all-natural anti-inflammatory. It's a supplement I take at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a simple pre-packaged all-natural supplement that has relieved the inflammation in my joints to, to the point where I don't take painkillers and I'm doing more. I'm out on the golf course, walking the golf course two days in a row. I never used to be able to do that. The last few years, I've been in pain. I honestly was having consultations with doctors about knee replacements. And now I'm not even thinking about that. That's way down the road. So I'm happy to say relief factor changed me, changed my life, changed my outlook. And if you have pain, what are you waiting for? Pick up the phone, call them, triple, I'm sorry, it's 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. It's Relief Factor. You can, you can find out more on relieffactor.com, but just try the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95. You've got three weeks of the prepackaged uh, treatment or the uh, supplements right there, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, relief factor. It worked for me, and I hope it works for you. Uh, there, there was news today. There was economic news today. If you didn't see it, private payroll numbers, they anticipated, they, they estimated there were going to be 185,000 private jobs added. And today the number came out and it actually was well above. It jumped up, uh, I think it was 253,000, 253,000. And what we've seen after a a sort of a little bit of a anemic performance in the market in the past couple of days, we see a a pretty healthy spike. Uh, It's uh, the market's up 120 points. The S&P is up almost 15 and the NASDAQ up over 38 points as we speak. 
So good economic data, good, uh, good attitude in the country after Donald Trump returned from his overseas business trips. Uh, there was a, some strong financial outlook, despite the fact that there was a, a kind of a weird story yesterday from uh, a couple of banks who anticipate that, that up to 25 to 30 percent of all the malls in America could go away. And I started thinking, well, you know, we have cyber shopping. We don't need brick and mortar retailers so much anymore. Maybe we do have 30% too many malls in the country. And maybe, just maybe, there's something else we could do with those buildings. So I want to turn loose the creative power of all of us and come up with a solution, come up with something that we could do with those malls that are empty right now that all those malls that may close. The buildings are there. Many of them have great physical plants inside. Many of them have uh, solar panels on the roofs. Many of these spaces could be used for something else. So instead of looking at it as an opportunity to just tear something down, let's talk about repurposing. Maybe there's a solution for those, those buildings that don't need to be malls anymore. Let's put our brains to work. When we get back, more good news and uh, more looking ahead at what Trump's going to do in the next half hour. Next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back. You know, I was I was just about all set to get into uh, a message of inspiration, uh, sharing something that gave me some hope, sharing something that made me uh, feel feel not so negative. And then I read I read what Ken Jennings said yesterday. And this was in the midst of the whole Kathy Griffin thing. Kathy Griffin, who's lost her job on CNN, yes, for the dumb, offensive, idiotic thing she did, holding up the stupid, fake head of Donald Trump covered in blood. She lost her big gig on CNN. She lost her real primo sponsorship from Squatty Potty. And then a casino in New Mexico has canceled the Kathy Griffin show that was coming up in July. You know you're really on the downward spiral when a New Mexico casino drops a hammer on your, your gig. And yet, uh, then Ken Jennings, the guy who set the record on Jeopardy, he was a little bit of a, of a, a shining star. You know, here's a guy who came out, he was nerdy, he was normal. And he set this massive record of consecutive victories on Jeopardy, winning millions. And he's, he's parlayed it into a career. Good for him. And then yesterday, he puts this on the Twitter. Baron Trump saw a very long necktie on a heap of expired deli meat in a dumpster. He thought it was his dad and his little heart is breaking. You got that? Ken Jennings couldn't look any more 
white bread if he tried. Couldn't look any more normal guy if he tried. Baron Trump saw a very long necktie on a heap of expired deli meat in a dumpster. He thought it was his dad and his little heart is breaking. Yeah, we could play the what about game. What, what, what about her? What, what if this had been somebody making fun of, of uh, Barack Obama's daughters and saying that uh, Barack Obama had, had been uh, in a dumpster dead? His daughter thought it was uh, him and, and her little heart is breaking. Do, do you know the outrage that this would have sparked? Well, there was a tremendous backlash, 15,000 comments on the Twitter posting, 15,000 replies to this. A lot of people, a lot of people stinging and, and fighting back saying, look, Ken Jennings, you can't, you can't do this. You can attack the president if you don't like the president, but the, the kids are off limits. You're not allowed to mess with the president's kids. Leave the president's children alone. It's the same reason why you don't go to a politician's house if their kids are home. You just don't go to the house. Do you want people coming to your house? Now, Ken Jennings has actually fought back against some of the people who've posted negative comments. He's actually replied to people. But, you know, taking on a kid when you make your living writing books for kids? Yeah, that's a little low, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings has a series of books called Junior Genius Guides. And he's got a book contract with Simon & Schuster and another group called Third Place Books. Ken Jennings, you wonder if, if the people who the people who pay you to write books for kids would like to see you attacking the child of the president. Now, Donald Trump Jr. took exception to Ken Jennings' tweet, and he responded saying, it takes a real man to pick on an 11-year-old, yet another low from the left, but they will rationalize this away with their usual excuses. That's from Donald Trump Jr., and Ken Jennings bit back at Donald Trump Jr., writing, I will kill as many white rhinos as it takes to prove my masculinity to Donald Trump Jr. Obviously, a little bit of a snipe at the, um, the hunting habits of the Trump boys. I'm not a guy who supports big game hunting. I don't get it. I think hunting and fishing hopefully should be for feeding purposes. And some of the people who fish and then put the fish back in the water. I get it. I get it. I'm not going out to do it, but I get it. But this has gone on enough, I think. I wonder. I wonder if Simon & Schuster, I wonder if third place books, the people who pay Ken Jennings, are having the similar discussions that the folks at CNN had, or the folks at Squatty Potty, or the folks... <laughs> It's hard not to laugh when you say squatty potty, isn't it? Uh, the folks at the uh, casino in New Mexico ad. I'm just wondering, will Ken Jennings realize that he can't do this? Interesting, right? All right. I have, uh, I have a little bit of business to attend to. I was just checking up on the Twitter 
as a few of you have gone in, have you voted on today's vital question of the day? Today's vital question actually deals with something we all are involved in, and that's sleep. I need to know how much sleep do you need at night? I'm, I'm asking because I posted a story, a link to a story from the New York Post about a recent uh, neuroscience survey that shows if you're not getting enough sleep, your brain is eating itself. 22% of us say four to six hours every day. That's me. I'm in the 22%. 56% say six to eight hours a week. A, a night a week is more like it. Freudian slip. And uh, 12% of you say eight hours or more. Eight hours or more. I don't, I don't know how you do it. That's, it's like the beach. I can't lay on the beach all day. I have to be doing something. I can't be sleeping all day. I have to be doing something. But there it is. And 10% of you say sleep. What's sleep? Okay, you're clever. But we will, we will find out what the final results are uh, tomorrow morning, about, about 7 a.m. You'll see. That's when I usually throw the first, uh, the first sneak preview of the vital question up. Uh, microaggressor writes, uh, at ill from Minnesota at ill from MN writes, you were speaking of potential Dems running and you forgot a big one. Ivanka. Hmm. That's very interesting, isn't it? Ivanka. Yeah, I could see that. I actually could see that. So, uh, maybe we should add Ivanka to the list. Maybe it'll be Ivanka. And Chelsea, aren't they friends? I believe they are. Wouldn't that be fascinating? No, that's not happening. Trust me, America would implode if that happened. Uh, I'm going to step aside. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with uh, something inspiring, something that, that caught me by surprise today, something that happened on television last night. I can only play you a bit of it because I think it's... Uh, I think it's got some music in it, but it has newsworthiness to it. And uh, we'll give you an update if we have anything out of the terror attack, what I believe is a terror attack in the, in the Philippines, in the capital of Manila. And if there's any other breaking news before the president announces his climate deal from the Rose Garden at the White House, this is Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. Come on back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It's been an interesting day, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we talked with our, our buddy uh, Anne-Marie Morell from Politichicks. She noticed something kind of fascinating about this A&E program on Scientology, that when somebody breaks away from Scientology or disagrees with um, with the Scientology movement or the faith, that they kind of get attacked the same way that the Democrats and the progressives, the liberals, attack someone else. And you're not allowed to be friends with or family members of someone uh, 
unless you're a Scientologist. And I was like, wow, what a fascinating theory. And so Anne-Marie laid it all out, and she makes several points on this. You should follow her on Facebook and see all of it. It's, it's amazing. It, it truly is. And one of those things that I went, oh, my God. And then I realized our buddy Chuck Woolery, who is a great conservative, the guy that used to host things like Love Connection. He's a, he's a terrific TV host. Chuck has been getting attacked because he's a conservative and he supports the Constitution. And people are, are now going after his advertisers, like uh, Australian Dream. And, and uh, I forget some of the other ones. Uh, there was a, a breath one, too. And I always thought, well, Chuck Woolery, he's got, he's got medical creams he's putting on and he's swallowing breath mints. He must be a mess. But that's just a joke. He's actually a great guy. I don't like to see Chuck under attack. So we need to support our friends and, and hopefully that the progressives will back down. But there is this weird parallel. If you, if you happen to see that A&E series, let me know if you agree or disagree. Also, um, I mentioned earlier the, the little five-year-old girl, Edith, who qualified for the spelling bee. And she just absolutely absolutely won my heart until until somebody sent me a clip yesterday i don't watch i don't watch uh america's got talent um it just seemed like it it's all of those shows those talent shows they they lost me a long time ago i admit i used to watch the early seasons of american idol but just most to see mostly to see the screw-ups at the auditions because they were so much fun. You know, the schadenfreude moments. But last night on America's Got Talent, a 12-year-old girl named Darcy Lynn walked out on the stage with a ventriloquist dummy, and it's, it's kind of a, a cute little white rabbit wearing a pink dress. And this, this 12-year-old was extremely shy as a young girl. That's the story they're telling, and I believe them. She's, she's a, a cute little young girl, but she was so shy, she taught herself ventriloquism in order to get over her shyness. And then last night, she walks out on stage at America's Got Talent in front of a full auditorium, and of course, Simon Cowell, the scowling Simon Cowell, this 12-year-old proceeds to not just perform as a ventriloquist, but she's a ventriloquist who sings. Now, think about singing. It's tough enough with your mouth open, but doing it with your mouth closed. I'm just going to give you a little sample of Darcy Lynn, the 12-year-old singing ventriloquist. She's walking out on the stage with her little bunny. How are you? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> What's your name? My name's Darcy Lynn. Okay, and Darcy, who's that? My name's Petunia. It talks. <laughs> Is it a bunny? Yes. Oh. Is that a real bunny? <laughs> We're going to find out. Okay. Well, the, the kid actually works the bunny so it, it looks right at her. It, the kid is talented as not just a, a ventriloquist, but she's also learned how to 
handle this little rabbit puppet and interact with it. It's she's adorable. The rabbit's adorable, but she hasn't even really performed yet. The rabbit's answered one or two questions. <laughs> and Darcy, why did you both decide to enter the show? Well, it was one of my big dreams. Um, but also, I would really like to keep uh, ventriloquism alive because it's not common, you know? So. <laughs> well, listen, Darcy, best of luck. I really hope you both Thank do well. Thank you so much. All right, good luck. And now she's about to sing. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hit it. <laughs> Wait, you're going to sing? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Everybody is stunned. This girl's mouth isn't moving. The bunny is singing. The kid... The kid has great moves with the ventriloquist dummy, the the doll, I guess we should call it. If you haven't seen this, I will tweet out a link to this. This is four minutes and 24 seconds of pure attitude adjustment. It is, it's the best thing today, if you haven't seen it. A 12-year-old who overcame her shyness by having this, this ventriloquism skill and now what they did last night after her performance. I, I don't quite understand all of the rules of this show, but uh, somebody slapped the golden buzzer, which I guess gets her a ticket to the next stage. Just, just great to see little five-year-old Edith, 12-year-old Darcy. I believe we'll get through the craziness of the world the adults have created, thanks to the kids. We'll be here tomorrow. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.